from Moses, the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, this is the In Her Boots podcast, a show about women cultivating the sustainable and organic agriculture movement and how she does it. My name is Lisa Kiverest, and I founded and lead the award-winning Moses In Her Boots project, providing training, resources, and support for women farmers. I'm a farmer myself, running in serendipity with my family in Wisconsin, and am the author of Soil Sisters, a toolkit for women farmers. The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. We are back and wrapping up with Margaret Crome with a focus on mentoring. Hear about the ripple effect of the women Margaret has mentored over the years and her advice to interns. Don't take it too personally and surround yourself with good energy people. Margaret Crome is Policy Program Director for the Michael Fields Agricultural Institute in East Troy, Wisconsin. She helps develop programs and policies supporting environmentally sound, profitable, and socially responsible agriculture. She also conducts workshops nationwide on grant writing and using federal programs to support sustainable agriculture. Since October 2018, Margaret has served as Interim Coalition Director for the National Sustainable Agriculture Coalition. We are wrapping up our In Her Boots podcast series with Margaret Crome today on a topic that well, it, it, it's almost a theme now of our In Her Boots podcast, Margaret, with you specifically, of mentoring, because the idea of, in this case particularly, women supporting other women in our food system work and our farming community, and I hope folks will look it up if you haven't heard it, but in our past episodes when we interviewed Bridget Holcomb, the Executive Director of the Women Food Network, Network and Kara O'Connor, policy director for the Wisconsin Farmers Union, and hearing their stories of their careers evolving, working in this space, and defining their own passions and missions. Your name specifically came up as a mentor and somebody who played a very important role in the work they do today. And that's huge. (laughs) And thank you. But it's something that we all need to foster and we all can foster, right? Mm-hmm. No sure. matter where we are. But how do you define being a mentor? <laughs> or is that even something, I don't know, you think about? Or do you just, is it? I, I think about it's, it's empowerment. Your... That's okay. what I think yeah. about. I think about wanting to help people gain capacity and develop their own power to serve this movement that I care about, the sustainable agriculture movement. And so that it's, I have had a number of different um, interns over the years who then went on to become, and then of course, in Bridget's case, she was the associate policy director at Michael Fields Agricultural Institute with me. And we have, you know, I've loved the fact that I was able to work with people who then went on as amazing dynamic leaders and have made a difference It's also um, important to me to work to cultivate people of color into positions nationally and at the state level of influence where they are able to help, again, be leaders that other people of color can see in those positions and help them gain 
more understanding and more engagement in our movement and build kind of, it's a scaffolding idea. You have more people in those positions who bring in more people over time and open up channels for them to, to, to find leadership opportunities of their own. And so those kinds of roles, I think it's, um, I'm sometimes, I'm, I, I think my best mentoring might be when I'm sometimes, you know, not as explicit as I, <laughs> I just want to make somebody else capable and find their own abilities and build on it. And I don't think that people need to l l have their roles be very much like my roles. Sometimes they might be, sometimes they might not be. But finding the things that they're good at, that they can do, that our movement needs, where they can imagine themselves in a career based yeah. upon it. It's not enough to be able to find it fun and inspiring, but you have to believe that you actually can pay your mortgage on that kind of work. And so making sure people gain enough of a sense of it being a paying function, the thing that they can do, or th many things usually. Most of the people that I've worked with are super talented. It's not that hard to help them. You know, it's kind of like stand out of their way. Yeah. But to see this work as a career, mm -hmm. but it's, I don't know, non-traditional in the sense of it's not this corporate career, you know, where you move from mm -hmm. spot to spot mm -hmm. and you, you sort of can see the path in front of you for yeah. most folks, it is a little serendipitous, if you will, even your own story where mm -hmm. you, you may be in a space, but the players change. There's no direct path. The organizations change. Yeah. Your focus may change and evolve. And how can you, what you were saying, put those pieces together for a viable, sustainable career, both for your own self, but also yeah. your livelihood, your financial livelihood and all that as well, that yeah. it's possible. Yeah, I'll tell you another kind of thing that I think of as with mentoring that's probably not what you were thinking about, but it's still important to me. And that is, I want people who are farmers, who are processors, who are cookie bakers, who are inn owners, you know, I want people to realize that they can be part of the change-making system and they can do it while being a cookie baker and a farmer and whatever. In other words, I want people to understand that you don't have to wear a hair shirt. You don't have to martyr yourself. And, um, you know, to, in order to be engaged, that in fact, you're capable of engaging as a normal part of your life. You don't have to follow every little wiggle of every piece of legislation. You can say to an organization like, I hope, Michael Fields Ag Institute or like the National Sustainable Ag Coalition, hey, you let me know when you need me. I'm waving my hand. Just let me know how I can be helpful. And then in the meantime, I can just sit and do my other stuff. But when I'm needed, I can step up and be informed. To me, that's an important model of engagement. And I do really actively work to help people understand that. The that, role that we concept. can play and that, that yeah. to be there. Yeah. You can just, you don't have to feel like to, in order to be engaged, you have to follow every little wiggle. You can do your regular work, be engaged, and just let people know, I'm, I'm willing to be more engaged if you need me. I'm doing my thing. Let me know if you need me. Fundamentally, when you sign up to be on our newsletter list, you do that. Or if there are specific programs you care about, you can let people know. I care about that. I'm glad to speak about that. Let me know if you need me. And 
I find that is important. It's kind of liberating. People don't need to feel like all of the different issues in the world that they care about need them to be burdened down at the end of the day, feeling hopeless, feeling conscious. Most most of our lives, we're conscious of what's not yet gotten done. Very rarely are we... <laughs> and it can be overwhelming. I mean, you could let so it overwhelm you quickly. You could. So it's important to live your life and be glad you're living your life the way you're living your life and know that in that day-to-day capacity, you can still be a useful, important um, participant in the advancing of the things you care about without being burdened down by it. You can simply care and make yourself present as needed. To me, that's actually an important piece of my mentoring. I don't think our world needs to have more deeply burdened people struggling to keep their spirits high amidst all of the mayhem of our political lives right at the moment. And two, that can quickly lead to burnout too if you're trying to i mean you must see well that's probably one of your goals in the people you work with via internships and others that they're in it for the long haul like you right i mean i do yeah well actually i've stopped my internship program for the time being for the last few years but when i had it one of the things i i had people who would apply and i would say you know i'm looking for people who are who care about sustainable agriculture and policy and a career in sustainable agriculture policy. I'm, I don't have the money or the resources to pay for somebody to explore the world. I'm looking for people to come into the movement. And if you're ready, great. And if you're not, go explore the world. And then if you find you're still interested, come back. That's totally good. I don't want to stop people's explorations. But the people I'm wanting to put my investment of time and money in are people who are committing themselves to the movement and sustainable ag policy. And I actually am glad I did that because it meant that we do. I have a rather high percentage, I think, of people who are my interns who've gone on to be really effective, influential people. And I think it's helpful to be clear about what you're trying to do when you're doing something like that. And I love what you've been talking about of everybody identifying their own strengths and talents and focusing on those Realizing we can't do everything. Yeah. And I'm sure saying no has a lot to do with that yeah. too of we can't do everything, but when there's things that use our strengths. I always think uh, op-eds, for example, are a great yeah, example. Right. Something, you know, if you're a person keen on writing and mm-hmm. you have passions and interests, it's something you can learn to do. There's lots of great training tools on there. I mean, mm-hmm. Michael Fields has done all kinds of training, you know, that mm-hmm. that you can do in your off hours. You yeah. can do as needed uh, to your point of like, when does an organization need something? When do you need something on the specific thing and to be there? But that has huge impact for perhaps a couple hours of your work. Yeah. Do right. you know that mm-hmm. for the right person, that could be super strategic. Absolutely. And right. what is it that people may have that could be their portal. For some, it's speaking. For some, it's others. You know, Mm -hmm. there's all sorts of roles. But I I love that message because it's too easy. I think especially we as women, we we want to do things. We want to say yes. We want to be there. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden, flop. Do you know what I mean? It's it's all over the board. I struggle with that. And you're doing a lot not good or much less effective at anything. Yeah, if you do too much. There was one other, may I give one little piece of advice? This is my advice to my interns yes. <laughs> when they first start. 
And it is reminded by, I've been reminded of it by your saying, you know, we're, we're people who want to make good things happen. The other thing about my experience in the sustainable ag world is we're usually nice people. We're usually people who you'd actually like. And those kinds of people, us kinds of people, tend to not like to be at odds with other people. Oh, and really, if, you yes. do, if you do policy work, you have yep. to accept your change agent. And I think this is a really important thing to steel yourself to. There, if you're changing something, there is undoubtedly a group that has amassed itself around the status quo and they don't want you to change it. They will not be happy with you. They will be angry with you. They might say snide, snide things about you. They might, uh, you know, have a little whisper campaign. They get all sorts of that kind of nasty stuff. And I think it's important for would-be activists to understand what it is to be liked by whom it's important to have that. We all need affirmation, of course. But making sure in our minds that we're willing to tolerate some of that ambient anger and frustration and aggression sometimes against us and take that as part of the job so that you come in steeled for it. You don't take it as personally. If you know that that's part of the work, that you're changing and people who don't like that change aren't going to want you to be making it the change and they're going to resist you. And when that happens, the things that they will say and do are likely to be unkind and unflattering, probably unfair. And if you can anticipate it and still come in and find your own peeps so you got your support where you need it, that will help you. And I'm sure help keep things rolling for the long term. Help there keep too. things. That's nicely said. Yeah. And how, what are some specific tactics there? Because that gets hard. I mean, do you... Yeah. You mentioned surround yourself by by your, the good peeps. I mean, yeah. the good energy people. Yeah. Make sure you got people who truly value what you're doing or part of what you're doing and support what you're doing. And, oh, well, it just doesn't hurt to have a kind of a deep keel, you know, get enough sleep. I mean, I'm married to an incredibly supportive person who has always, you know, just in general admired the things I was doing and never thought that I should do it any other way. And that helps, you know, truly it helps to have people around you who are glad that you're doing what you're doing. It gives you some sense that, you know, not everybody's going to like me. It's okay. <laughs> wish they did. It's a kind of, we all wish they, everybody loved us, but that's not the way it'll be. So prepare yourself and find the people who you, whose opinion you really value and cultivate the kind of support that you need in order to have relationships with people who probably aren't going to be so nice all the time. Yeah. And let that be okay. And draw your fuel, draw your... Yeah, but find, you know, find your ways to be able to be diplomatic and keep the lines of communication open with those folks. But don't take it too personally when they, you know, don't think that you're the cat's meow. Because to really make change, activate things to happen. You're saying that's going to happen. It's going to happen. It ought to, <laughs> if it doesn't happen, you probably aren't not... pushing for enough change. <laughs> that is, uh, yeah. Yeah, you can totally see that. And it's easy to get in that cushy, comfy, safe space of everybody's nice, but nothing's happening. It's really easy to do that. So I just think it pays, you know, and sometimes just don't, don't write people off. Let them ride themselves off, but try to bring them in. And if, you know, if in, in the process, some nasty things get said, don't let it just drive you crazy. It's not about you. 
It's not about you. <laughs> Words of the wise. Thank you very much, Margaret. That will be good to end on. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for listening to our In Her Boots podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest, with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of TechSocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, MOSES. The mission of MOSES is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on MOSES, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.